The Jump Drawer Podcast. You can collect them all. These are a few of my favorite things. Collect them all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Junk Drawer Podcast. Today, we're going to open up the junk drawer and take out all the collectibles. We're going to take out the antiques, the coins, the stamps, the art, the toys, the games, the baubles, bangles, beads, knickknacks, paddywhacks, give your dog a bone. I'm Neil Edwards, and I'm here with my co-host, Wolfgang von Wolfenstein. And Neil. Yes. Guess what? What? For the first time, uh-huh. we have a guest co-host. We do. We do. He's, we do. He's sitting right there. Look at that. <laughs> Where? Right, right there. there. Right there. Hey, that's me. That's him. Introduce yourself, me. I'm Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Greg. I'm Greg, and it's great to be here. No last name. It's like Cher. That's it. We're just going to go that. So we're going to talk about collectibles today on the show. Stick with us. It's going to be interesting and fun. So, welcome to the Collectibles Show. How you guys doing? Threw <laughs> <laughs> it right to you. Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> I'm just gonna try to keep order here, everyone. Good luck. Yeah, I'm gonna. Like I said, I'm gonna play traffic cop and sort of direct you guys as best we can. Hello, Greg. Chris, I'm very glad you're here, old friend. How'd you guys meet? I uh, I started a Facebook group called Retro Show and Tell. It's retro show and tell, ladies and gentlemen. Feel free to like and join. And uh, I just kind of threw it up because I'm a collector, so I started posting things from my childhood, you know, toys and stuff I like. And old Greg here, I'm sorry, Greg here, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he jumped right in, and he was my first friend. One of the things in common is collectibles, obviously. Very much so. And nostalgia. Pop right. culture. Pop culture and nostalgia from our childhood from yep. our younger, more productive days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's jump right into collecting then. And let's talk about how you go from one age of collecting to the next age. Uh, we're, there are seven ages of man. This is seven ages of collecting. Uh, maybe you can walk us through that, Greg. Uh, what do we collect? As a kid, we don't have money of our own. So what do you got? You have rocks. You, you find Sticks. stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, every child has a collection of of neat little bugs, things that they find. Right. Bugs. Parents love that. Bring bugs in the house. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're right. Who, who didn't have uh, uh what was that? Uncle Milty's uh, uh Uncle oh, Milty, Uncle Milton's ant farm. That's right. Okay. So all right. So the first age is sort of bugs and things that you find. Things lying you around. find. Rocks. We live near uh, the East Coast, so shells. Okay. Uh, things that are interesting that you don't see every day seem special to you. There's something about it that's special. And you recognize that specialness in, in, in an object, in, in, in something, and uh, you pick it up, and you hold on to it. And after a while, you pick up enough things, you have what's called a collection. Mm -hmm. And it becomes very personal. At a very young age, it's all just an omnibus of, of a variety of things. And then you graduate to the next step. What would the next step be? The next step you graduate to is you're conscious of of consumer goods around you and things that interest you. And you can bug your parents to pick them up for you, or you might earn a little scratch of your own. doing Taking that. out the garbage. Taking out the garbage. You Cutting got your allowance. Yep. And you have a little extra money in your pockets, and you go out and you buy things. And uh, sometimes, well, as a kid, 
you would buy stuff that you'd like to collect. To me, one of the big things that come along in my life, this is dating me as a 70s kid, was Star Wars. Yes. I, I didn't. I didn't really give like uh, baseball cards or football cards the time of day. It was, it was modest stuff. The stuff that I thought was interesting uh, was more along the lines of toys. But when Star Wars came out, I wanted everything Star Wars, and the trading cards were one of the things first I had to things have. First things from top. One of some, yep. some of the very first merchandise that hit the store shelves. When I that bought movie those came by out. the box. Wow. I was like the only kid who like how much for the whole box. You know, and it was like ten bucks or something. It was a lot of money back a then. Box. <laughs> yeah, give me the box. I don't want one. Box. I don't want one pack. <laughs> okay. You, then you move on to s- sort of things that you've you've collected because you've you've got money and such. Uh, adults enter at this point, don't they? Adults enter uh, and and can influence uh, a person growing up on what they collect or how they collect. So collecting could be either an acquired behavior, or it can be an intrinsic intrinsic part of your of your. Maybe your dad collects something. Maybe your mom collects something. They get you into it, you know, as a, as a kid. You exactly. Know? Like stamps or coins. Exactly. Uh, I had a grandfather uh, who approached me. He collected stamps and mm-hmm. did, did a little minor coin collecting. These are very adult, yes. very practical collections. You know what I mean? Right. Things that would have value. And so, therefore, if you bought it, possibly you could sell it at a higher price than when you bought sure. it. So, when you introduce it to a kid. An investment. It's an maybe. investment thing. But to a kid... You're not thinking like that. You're not thinking like that. But you know, you're thinking maybe like I love my dad, or he's my hero, or a great guy. So I want to be have a relationship with him in that way. Like you know, he wants to do this with me. So it's a bonding thing too. Absolutely. I think more as a kid, it's a bonding thing. Or hey, my dad does my you know my father collected stamps, and my older brother collected stamps. So I wanted to collect stamps. Okay. I didn't care. I like the pretty picture. I I got like the spaceman and stuff. I didn't care about the value. Like right. you're saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same here. It was yeah. is is all. That's a cool stamp. That's a typical yeah. kid's co- uh, approach to collecting. I like the pretty pictures. Now you do that all throughout high. You know, maybe up high school you start losing a little bit of interest on it, and then you hit what we call the lull. <laughs> right. Where, for whatever reason, you sort of stop collecting. You something. get a real life, pretty you get, much. I guess so. Maybe yeah. that's part of it. Well, there's two things involved. And Girl, I, and girls I, come in the picture. Girls come in the picture, and some... also there's money, and the yeah. and, and uh, you don't have uh, the loose money. Right. Then we come. Then you reach a stage in your life where you do have a little extra scratch on hand, and uh, and a little more free time, and then something like called nostalgia starts to kick in. Usually, that happens in your 30s. Okay. A good 20-year difference uh, between how you are now and how you were 20 years ago. You start to look back. Not, not with me. No. <laughs> <laughs> My maturity level is... Perpetually <laughs> seven years old. <laughs> you start to look back. And, uh, you know, I had I had the good fortune where uh, a lot of the stuff that I collected when I was a child, I still had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was stored away. It was packed away in no, boxes. Smart, smart and, thinking. And put in the storage, you know. So your mom didn't, no one threw it out like most no, parents. Tons of stuff got thrown out. Oh, but okay. what was collected, what was saved, were things that were clearly things that I really focused on, what I really liked. And the next thing is that you're in your 30s, and then you start looking back at uh, at interests. You start to pick up interests that you had. and and uh, I find as I get older, like you said, the nostalgia kicks in. And uh, depending on where you are in your life, you're trying to recapture that a little bit. Absolutely. Now, then by the time you hit your 40s, you have a, a general collection. So then there's a next step that you, you jump into, which is 
uh, where you've started a collection and, well, I've got 10 of these, I might as well get 30 of these. Com- right. Then completist. You walk, yeah, right. Then you walk into the mature stage, which is being a completist. Absolutely. That's is that where mature? You're like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure it's going to be It's the idea of accomplishing something. It's finishing a, a, finishing a goal. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, look at this. I opened up this box. Look, I've got over over four dozen of these comic books here of, of Spider-Man. Uh I just need to pick up another 537 of them, and I've got a full <laughs> set. Full so set there yeah, you right. go. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. becomes a quest. Right, because then that adds in sort of a mature aspect of the thrill of the hunt, of going after oh. that one missing issue and or the, that one missing sticker that the lanes, a collection the of lanes, wacky packages. It's right. like Indiana right. Jones and the Holy Grail. It's, it's the lanes you go to mm-hmm. to get that, whether it's, it's forking out a lot of cash or going on constant road trips. You know, or going to garage sales or flea market. It's almost a, a walk down memory lane as you're walking mm. along the tables. Oh, I remember that. You come across yeah. things. You My pop. mom had that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. And that gives you a good feeling. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> it reinforces. <laughs> I better not buy it. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, do we really need Six that? Six of those. Really yeah. need yeah. that Ronco pocket fisherman. You know, I, I remember the commercials. It was fun. It's a joke. The, like, K, the K-Tel, really the K-tel records. Yeah. yeah. Ronco. Ronco. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Ronco Peel. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, it, Woolworths. Yeah. But when you, you're out in the wild, so to speak, and you come across an, an object or an item from when you were 10 years old, it just reinforces your memory, reinforces or validates, uh, yeah, I was there. But and better, but better times too. I mean, at least for me, not everybody's childhood was better. Right. Uh, yeah, but you idealize. I know I do. Yes. You know, my childhood had its dark moments, but seeing these things, I idealize. Like, oh, I think that was a better time, or I was in a better place, or I felt better. You know, and there were less responsibilities and adult nonsense. You know, in simpler times. So I acquire it now, thinking it will bring it back. It does for a short moment, and then I just have stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, and then the stuff can own you. I mean, look around. Yeah, I know. You've I seen look at it. this place. I know this mansion of stuff here that we have. <laughs> this here. mansion this, of this clutter. Mansion of, of things. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was all just soundproofing. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It, it's an awful lot. Um, and when he's not looking, by the way, I, I play with the stuff. He doesn't even realize it. I'm there with Major well, Matt Mason. Oh, uh, don't know. That's that's a collecting one on one. Don't, don't no, you not, touch don't that. Don't touch the stuff. Yeah. No, no, I don't do that. <laughs> well, now I know to watch for that. Well, you know, this brings us to the final sort of stage of it, which is the appreciation, the artistic appreciation of it. You realize, oh, oh my God, the this Mr. Magoo <laughs> cell uh, actually is a piece of art. Some of it's art, depending on if it's an actual production cell or what, and it increases in value. There are some collectibles that are a pretty sure thing for appreciating to some degree. Right. But like we spoke about at another time, your collectibles and stuff is really only worth as much as someone's willing to pay for it. Right. I mean, how do you put a value on collectibles yeah. and stuff? Yeah. It's not easy. Well, it's just a hunk of plastic, really, when you come right down. Yeah, well, then, then beyond monetary value, there's, there's got to be a nostalgic value, uh, an emotional value. But at some point, you know, I got rid of a lot of stuff, as you know, boxes sure. and boxes of sure. toys. It became stuff. And instead of me owning it, it owned me. You know, and, and that can cause some stresses you know room and clutter and all that stuff yes the, the time to let go of a collection or or, or should or you or shouldn't you yeah yes yeah. absolutely uh because I, it keeps your it's a separation anxiety there's a separation anxiety uh for some people sometimes you become at peace with with uh the, the side of you that caused you to collect a certain uh a certain thing for example i'll give you a very specific example 
All growing up, a common thread throughout my entire childhood uh, and, and into my adult life were uh, these plastic model kits by a company called Aurora Plastics uh, of, of Long yep. Island. Monster models. They made a ton of different kits, different types TV, of subject movie, matters. Yep. TV, movie, Cartoon, characters, comic, yep. cars, trucks, airplanes, uh, tanks, stuff, yep. all, all over the place. Right. I focused on the monster models. Uh, Frankenstein, the Dracula, the Wolfman, the creature from the Black Lagoon. And, and I... And I and I self-analyzed myself. I found out why. One, uh, for two reasons. One, there were subject matters that interest me as a child. I loved the monster movies. Mm-hmm. They were just fun to watch, and they were something I was interested in. Two, it was something I had in common with my father. He would come home from, from you know, he was a salesman in the 70s. He would come home on some days, and he would hand me one of the model kits. And sometimes he would actually glue it together because, you know, I was too young. He would glue it oh, together I, for I me. I had no I patience there. with... You know, it was the box art, right? Wasn't that the James Bama? 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 Yes. That was beautiful. Yes. I didn't Every- want to put the damn thing together. Yes. But I loved looking at that box. But that's what it was there for. It was meant to be put together. I was right. lazy. And right. so it was that, bond, like you said, uh, bonding by bonding plastic yeah. together uh, <laughs> Literally. with my father yeah. uh, was, <laughs> a, was, was a, a, a few and far between happy moments with my father. And that carried the interest through all my life. Whenever I, I would come see- across... Uh, one of the Aurora Monster Model kits, it would instantly bring me back to that moment in time. And, uh, and, and that would cause me to want to pick up that model and acquire it and have it, well, especially if I didn't have it already, to have it as part of my collection. Those were such happy times and not so long ago. How I wondered where they'd gone. So those are sort of the seven ages of collecting. Let's go back and look at our own lives. Wolfie, what sort of things did you collect throughout your life? I think the question is, what didn't I collect? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I collected a lot of stuff. Um, but, I, you know, there were phases and things I grew up. When I, when I was a kid, um, and I don't know if you, same thing with you guys, in our school, uh, in elementary school, uh, wacky packages. Right. But and that was I don't know if I collected it because everyone did, you know, and it was, you know, you had to be part of the gang or the group or you were an outsider if you didn't. But I love those by Tops. They were the parodies on the uh, for those of you out there that don't know, it's a parody on a product, you know, like something your mom would have or a a candy or a toy. The other big thing in elementary school, uh, the racing stickers, meaning uh, like STP wins like oil and gas, Exxon, any of that. And. Even the girls had them, and you would trade them, or you'd be like, "Aha, I got this one," and you don't. Did you were you into that at all? Not, not the racing stick. You you no. would you would go trade them, or you would literally go to like a gas station mm-hmm. or mail away for these things, and mm-hmm. that was like really big for a year. Uh, later in life, uh, we got the biggies. I was a huge Planet of the Apes collector, the Mego stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, that was like a big thing, you right. know. I I just loved the look of that, and I thought the movies were really cool. Um, I also had my Jaws phase. You know, there wasn't a lot of Jaws stuff back then, but th- there was that ideal game with the mouth, you know, yes. and, and you got to pull out the, the junk or put <laughs> it in, you know, like the, the tires and stuff. Um, Evil Knievel phase. I had all that great ideal, uh, the toys and the game and, you know, the gyro, you rev them up. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think those were prior to Star Wars. That, that was a Se- game 1977, changer. but... Remember, they didn't expect it to be so popular. You know, Lucas went around and he tried to sell it, um, the merchandising, and Kenner bought it up for A Song and a Dance. 
and uh, I wanted the toys and they weren't ready but they did that clever marketing where you bought a piece of cardboard and it was the early bird package and you had to wait like four months for four action figures and it was all downhill from there and I had to buy everything and I would ride miles on my bike just for one little piece of plastic. Yes, let me jump in with just that one. That's when I consciously became a collector as a kid. Before that, you just acquired things haphazardly. Sure. I never consciously said, oh yeah, Evil Knievel. I got to get every single Evil Knievel item that's out there. Mm -hmm. Never entered my mind. But for some reason, when Star Wars hit the scene, I had to have everything that had the Star Wars label obsessed. on it. I was yeah. obsessed. That movie was... Uh, Inflatable lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> remember those? Yep, remember those. <laughs> Uh, I had to knock off. I had one with basically an orange flashlight with a with a white plastic <laughs> no, tube on it. That's and, what that's what came out first yeah. before anything. All licensed. the knockoff. My stuff mom came got out. that for me too. Yeah, yep. I used to bang yep. each other over the head with those. But no, I can. I even as a kid, I recognized Star Wars. Got to get them all. I had to have every single figure. So it took a time to acquire them. It wasn't like you just walk in and scoop them all up. Had, you know, had, didn't have the money to do that. Sure. But over time, you just picked up one here, and a couple months later, picked up another action figure there. Birthdays, Birthdays Christmas, was all I asked for. Yep. That's right. all. If it's got Star Wars, Star Wars on it, give it to me. So you had most of the stuff. I had most of the but stuff. But you played with it. You didn't keep it in the box. You know what? I played with it. But when I was done playing with it, I went back up on the little display stand that you mailed away for. That the one on you the shelf with, with the, the twist. With yeah, the and it spin around. With the yep. little moving with the levers. Cardboard background. Yeah, yep. you, had to, you had to send in some proofs of purchases, and you get that Neil, in the Neil mail. Edwards can't relate to this, and probably no. for the better for him. But, but no, that's okay. I'm but sure. 1977, <laughs> Star Wars is a, is a benchmark for a lot of people's lives uh, in terms of in terms Starting of to collect things. Yep. Became, yeah, just all, it all became second nature to me then after that. I was right there with you, and I had no idea who you were. <laughs> Our you're parallel probably, you're probably in line next to each other. <laughs> you were to get to push me over for yeah, that for, yeah. for that Wookie. Yeah. <laughs> you bent my Wookie. Get I'm away from me, kid. Sorry to interrupt. Go on. After after Star Wars, what happened? Um, I think that was it. Right? It's just, like oh, everything's a blank after but, that. Nothing but, after Star Wars. Well, that's that lull we were talking but, about. But weaving in and out of that. Batman. Yeah, I'm about to say, how can you leave out Batman? Up, down, up, yeah. down. But more... In my late stages, my late 80s, <laughs> my when I turned 89, yeah. uh, more heavily into Batman. Because it, a lot of this stuff, like we said, the toy box, it was the art was great. I wanted that toy even if I didn't want the toy because the commercials and the artwork on them were brilliant and they sucked you in. You know, and uh, you know, I had my comic collecting phase uh, in the 80s. Yeah, we didn't even mention comic books, so that's oh. a whole other thing. Yeah, you collected... When the Tim Burton Batman came out, 89? Something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I I mean, I like comics as a kid, you know, the pretty pictures and stuff. But I went hardcore every Wednesday at the comic book store. You know, they, now you have DVDs and CDs media on Tuesday. Well, Wednesday was comic book day. And without fail, even if I broke both legs, <laughs> I would get out. I was spending about 100 bucks a, a, a week at some point. And, uh, you know, it was Batman-centric, but, you know, they had, that was when the bubble burst. Remember, they had, like, 80 versions of one cover, all the gimmicks, lenticular, and all that. Yeah. And, I, and we all fell for it. And then it was worthless, like most stuff. Right. And that's pretty much my collecting thing. Okay. Jump it over to you, Greg. What do you, what... I started off as your average kid. No. <laughs> I don't think there's anything Liking, average about you. Yeah. Uh, uh, average kid interested in dinosaurs. If, okay. it, if it had oh, to do with yeah, dinosaurs, sure. right. I was all over oh, it. Oh, my God. Yes. I was on the path to become a paleontologist. I was That was my career goal. Interest in dinosaurs had me collecting a small collection of, uh, of fossils. Yeah. Fossils that were found locally. 
here in New Jersey. Yes. Uh, you know, little things like sharks, sharks' teeth, and shells, and various pieces. stuff you would find yourself. Stuff you would find yeah. yourself. Okay. Uh, to buy a fossil, that's cheating. You got to find it. Well, then, you know, sorry to interrupt the the prehistoric model kits from Aurora. That's you what probably love it. those. Oh my god! Right? All right, the little dioramas, oh. the little to, cavemen. Right to this day, I still I still have in my possession almost all of the original plastic model kits from the early seventies. Of course you do. Uh, you know, other small other small collections like you know the grandfather introducing me to stamps. Cool. And getting into that and for for a little bit and uh, that didn't stick. That didn't stick. Get it? Oh wow! Oh, he finally got a he finally got a joke in there. You're so happy. <laughs> wow! He's so happy, ladies and gentlemen. Hooray! He got a joke in. Okay. Uh, I but did. but I think it's that struggle to acquire things that adds to the element of collecting, where it's like it's difficult at first to get it, so you appreciate it. There's a level of appreciation involved. That's a big part of collecting. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. No, once again, please. Is the wanting. Because sometimes the wanting is stronger than the get. Once you acquire it, it's it, it, at least for me, it's not as exciting. It's like okay, now I got it. It's the wanting it that 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 willful thing. You just explained the whole reason why you're single. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Enough about us. I want it. We haven't spoken about you. I am the least collector of this entire. No, group, okay, so that's, that's where thing. you're way wrong. Look, maybe that's true. Yeah, that's that's but mostly e- true. Everyone collects something. Yeah, I, I did. You talked about fossils. I collected fossils as well. I was really into dinosaurs. But you like the stuff. You're a huge so, history buff. Yeah, I am a history buff. And you like the stuff that everyone ignored pretty much. Yeah. And that's. I think that's very cool. Garage sale stuff. I have old stock certificates and old things, uh, deeds, and old driver's licenses and things that people are throwing out. Ephemera. That's ephemera. the category of oh, ephemera. That's a I huge love that word. collecting I love that category. Word. And I have a whole bunch, but I, Fancy I, word. I am an accidental collector. I saw this stuff sitting there, and I'm like, they're going to throw this out. And it only cost a dime for a package of stuff. Books, right? Aren't you a collector of books? I was for a long time, and I actually had a, some some nice old books. Uh, and they're, they're not real. Nobody want, see. There's a time and a place for all of this stuff. And, sure. And people don't want that anymore. So I did that. You guys left out Matchbox cars. I was a big collector oh, of Matchbox oh, cars. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there were two camps. Like, were you just Matchbox? And Hot Wheels are either or. I was mostly Matchbox. Okay, I think that's cool. how it is, right? And then it's you either had Hot Wheels yeah, or Matchbox. Yeah. I was into cars and and the little Corgi ones, like the ones from Britain. Where oh, the Great really, Britain. The really they were nice. built really well. They die were cast. really well. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was also they into were bigger. Too. The little soldiers as well, and not just the little soldiers, but the little metal soldiers as well. We, the we, lead guys. You could you can't find have those lead at anymore. At, back in the day, you could find those at flea markets everywhere. Okay, yeah. now you were showing me something earlier today that you sort of collect, which I was very impressed with, and I did not know. Yeah, I had some. Autographs. I have some autographs, not many anymore. Yeah, but you have some good ones. I did have some good ones. Uh, I had Al Jolson and uh, Eddie Cantor and all the old stars. Uh, my brother got some of them. He had Disney, I think, for wow, uh, original Disney. Uh, and then I had the cast of Mary Tyler Moore on a on a script. Yes, and, that was very and cool. And I got Barbara Walters. And I got a, I had Walter Cronkite in there somewhere downstairs. Are they um, worth money? I mean, are you saving that for nostalgia I'm, or potential? Again, I'm holding on to them because I had, have no idea what to do with them. Now, the Al Jolson one we got, it was like a $5 thing at a flea market or something like that. And right. it was like, at one point, it went like $300. It's worth a lot of money. Now it's back down to about $100 or so, $75. Here's, it's like stock. Yes. And that's going to bring us to our next bit, which is the business. The business end. The business end of this thing. The business
All right, collecting is more than just fun and games. It's an actual business. Uh, and Un- there's a, Unfortunately. And there's a season for everything we we're just talking about. It, it's, Star Wars stuff was hot, and then it's low. Beanie Babies is the ultimate example of, of the bubble burst. Of the bubble big, burst. That is a perfect time. example of the, of the business. Of Let's collecting. talk a little bit about that. What, what's the history of the Beanie Baby thing? Ty, T.Y. was the uh, originator. And I don't know how they took off, but uh, I knew people who collected those, but they were going for big... I know people that lost thousands and thousands of dollars. People were betting on these investments to put their kids through college. It's the heat of the moment collecting value. Uh, every everything goes through a bubble at certain a certain phase, uh, a certain year, certain time period, certain decade. Everything goes through a bubble of of of, of, of accelerated appreciation, and lately it happens when they're on the market, when they're readily that's available. That's when you yeah, that's yeah. when you can make your most money. Right, that's surprising because you would, you would think have to have you would it. think it'd be after the fact when it's no nope. longer being manufactured and it's no longer longer in around. the process. In the process, we saw that happen in the eighties. We saw that happen in the nineties when they re-released the Star when they started Star Wars again. Right. The only time my stuff was worth anything was at the moment when people had to have it and it was hard to get. If I sold it then, I would have made a lot of money. Right. But I didn't, of course. Right. Because it's it's the consciousness of collecting, which is a new thing for our, our generation as well. And it's competition, too. Right. Like, I have to have it. Here's a case in point. Uh I you know I collect I collect uh, the I I had collected the Aurora plastic models right I sold them all off recently I had I had a, I had a, a reason for that and I and I recognize that the market that appreciates this are dying off Oh true okay I'm I'm yeah. I'm forty eight I'm forty eight years don't old like this stuff. right I'm forty eight years old I'm young I'm considered young to be interested in collecting uh, the Aurora model stuff. Because that was of kids who were, who were by five, six, seven, ten years older than me. That was their main right. thing. So I'm 48. We're talking about 58 year olds, 60 something year olds. In a short while, they're you know they're not as many around as they used to be, or <laughs> or they've got it all. They've already sure. collected it, and they're not in the market to buy or acquire more stuff. They're now in the, now in their to phase keep of it, life. Just hold it, keep it, or downsize. Right. So I sold it all. Cheaper than I than uh, than of course, I thought. Of course, you got to take a loss. The problem with collecting stuff now is that everybody's conscious of you got to buy one to play with and buy one to keep. Even now, even now, the hardcore collectors do that, and I ended up right. with something but fun the to play with. Hardcore collectors and something are, that was worthless, right? You know, that was untouched. Well, but the, you, I say open everything because you're hurting yourself. You, you know, people put every keep everything in a package. Yeah. Where's the fun in that? Things are made to be touched and played with. And well, all that as stuff. as an adult, true. But, but as an adult, are you sitting around business. playing with Power yes. Ranger action figures yes. and going pow, choo, choo, pow? Oh yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However, I do recognize a potential value in things when trying to sell it. For example, if I have something that's mint in box, that means it's in its original packaging has not been unopened. Opened. Yeah. Unopened, it still has like the shrink wrap mint. around it. Inside that box is air from from when it was originally packaged back in nineteen seventy. <laughs> what's that? What's that air yeah. worth? Yeah, exactly. the air is worth a lot. You tack on another ten bucks for the air. For the air. I'll <laughs> give you. I'll give you a specific example. Uh, uh, a color form set. Say say it's a color form set. It's the GI Joe. Uh, color form set from the 1970s, the Adventure Team color form set, mint and package. All That's right? worth a lot, right? It's worth a lot. I put a price tag on it of $60, okay? That sounds like a lot of money for for what you basically is. For a little a, piece of vinyl and yeah, cardboard. It's a box mm-hmm. of color forms, yeah. right? The mentality behind that pricing is this. 
where are you ever going to come across this object in this shape in this condition ever again? Right, yeah. right. If it's for the price of sixty dollars is for what you said, the hardcore collector, somebody who wants to acquire it and wants to had have it and lost it, or just always wanted it, always wanted it, or has has a large uh, GI Joe collection and wants the best uh, specimen of each sure, item in the sure. collection. I so used to be like that, that but now I like stuff beat up. I like. I do too. I like that vintage look. I don't mind scuffs and. Maybe a little crack or something. Right. I'm buying the Mad Magazine that's worn and used for for a couple bucks because I'm reading it. Right. I'm not you want to go it, back and yeah. I'm not that type of collector who's yeah. putting it in a plastic bag with a backer card, sealing it off from you know hermetically. So you, right. don't, you and, don't mind uh, if it's worn. No, but with used. the Mad Magazine, you had the fold thing in the back on the. Back. That was the best part. I don't you know, care so, if it's worn. So you don't folded. care if it's folded. I don't care if the creases are right. there on the. Right. I'm putting. I'm doing yeah. it. If the creases aren't there. Oh, I'll be reading it. Uh, all right, we're going to go through a list of stuff. We've got a whole bunch of different things that we people can collect, and I'm going to mention it, and you guys are just going to sort of... Uh, there is a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that people collect. Let's start with uh, the, the famous ones, the most popular ones of our age were like stamps. Everybody seemed to collect stamps back in the day. At some point during their life. They... But not as popular anymore because nobody really sends stamps anymore. Well, true, and stamps aren't special anymore. Uh, well, the post office still puts out, you know, they did the Rudolph stamps, Charlie Brown Christmas stamps, yeah, but you know what? jazz singer stamps, uh, holiday yeah. stamps. You can make your own stamps. Do you remember Easter seals? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you can. You can put your own pictures on, on it. There's nothing uh, special about stamps anymore. Oh, so a stamp with your kids on it isn't special. Who's going to collect that but me? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. And I don't even want them. <laughs> but the stamp with the plane upside down that was printed wrong will always oh, yeah, be worth yeah. a lot of money. Yep, 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 yep. So yep. that if you get that one, you're okay. But I'm making sheets of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. You can just Count, reproduce counterfeit. it. Counterfeit. <laughs> uh, you cannot counterfeit money, though. Coins were another big thing back in the day. I collected coins. I still have some stuff. I collected silver dollars. Doubloons. No, not doubloons. Silver dollars. <laughs> actually, actually, ones that Dabloons. were made of silver, like the Liberty dollars and the Morgan dollars. Right. And, and you like know that. what? It's interesting. I do have a small cache of uh, of coins, uh, just because you know what? You just don't get like uh, JFK. Uh, half dollars, half dollars anymore. Yeah, yeah. Used to get those special on special my occasions. My uncle, uh, my yeah, yeah, birthdays and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Very I gave cool. one to my nephew. He wanted uh, money, cash, and I wanted to give him an extra dollar for good oh, luck. He loved that. Uh, the next, it's like thirty four dollars worth of, of dollar. Oh, okay. on that one. So, I was gonna yeah. say an extra buck. Yeah, he got an extra buck, but it was actually a little <laughs> bit more than that. So. Cool, cool. Uh, matchbook covers. My sister used to collect those. Uh, it's a, it's you put them in a big jar, or they have this sure. like a, it's a memory of your life. Restaurants you were at, hotels you were at. Uh, yeah, Vinny's Bar and Grill. Well, uh, I don't think they even really make them anymore because no one really smokes spoons. Uh, my aunt used to collect spoons, have them in a little wooden thing that she would hang the spoons on. Oh, in the on. kitchen. Oh, my in aunt Tilly had the complete set of United States. And uh, you, well, spoons. you would go around to like all these places, this, these trading posts that you would have on Route 9 and stuff, and somebody would be selling a spoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. With the little yes, like welcome a flag. To or, welcome to Perth Amboy. Yep, yep. You'd have the Perth Amboy. But they also had in like the 50s and 60s, it was like a premium when you go to the food store. Sometimes you get glasses. Right. Sometimes you get pottery, and sometimes you get like a spoon or something. And I see those all the time at flea markets and, and garage sales. For a nickel. <laughs> yeah, for, for a nickel. Yeah. Um, what else? Souvenirs. The spoons are, are a great uh, sure. example of that. No matter where you go, you want a little something to remember your trip. A little something, something. A little something, something. Uh, shot glass. Shot glass. You shot know, glass. Niagara Falls shot glass from going to, you know. Snow globes. Snow globes. You yes. know what? It's funny. I used to collect those, and I got to the point why. 
Why? <laughs> and you know I, what? I, Usually I, that point is reached five minutes after purchasing I either, them. I either smashed him in the street or tried to pawn him off on people. But yeah. I had a few, like Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, Macy's Day uh, or Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and stuff that I actually just gave to people. You know what's the new snow globe then from when you travel to place to place you want a little momentum, memento? I love the little cheesy plastic Tchotchkes. What yes. do you call tchotchkes yeah. is worth collectibles? Yeah, that and, uh, and, uh, and, and magnets. With the keep snow. Keep your refrigerator. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. You know, you've been to Missouri. you got a little Missouri. Uh, I know somebody who has each state on their... Virginia is for lovers. On their, on their wall, and she has them in order of the states, shaped like the states. There and she you has go. That's a thing. collection. The yes, show me collection. state. You can yeah. collect anything. It's up to the yeah. person. Yep. It just uh, might not glass. be valuable. Uh, speaking of alcohol, beer bottles and beer cans were big for some reason. For a brief period of time, there were Billy really, beer. Billy beer. Everybody wanted a Billy President beer President Carter's brother. I, yes. asso- yep. I associate beer bottle and beer can collecting for the, to the 70s. Yeah. For some reason, that, for some reason yeah. that became I'm like sure there's someone known. who still does it. And soda cans. Uh, yeah. Coke bottles, yep. old bottles, Pepsi yep. bottles, Coke bottles, Correct. things like that. Yep. Yep. Um, I have a, a couple of Schaefer things, and because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Schaefer drinker, big, by the way. Big Schaefer man over here. Yeah, and I have the tray that has Schaefer, and it's actually, I use that in the summer. We put stuff on it. We take oh, that's it out cool. to the grill and things like that. So it's, it's practical. It's the logo. Right. Yeah. Logo stuff. But moving on to entertainment, movies. Actual movie, movie posters. Uh, yeah, movie posters, movie memorabilia. Props. Props. Now, you and I disagree on this. You like reproductions. I think the props would be... No, 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 no. I don't disagree. Okay. I just can't afford the Greg, actual props. Hold, hold on a second. We're going we're to argue here. Yeah, stay yeah. out of stay this. Stay out please. of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no argument, my friend and co-host. Yes. You know, they look good on film, but up, up close, it's crap. Right. you know, they don't have all the detail. I buy... The props I have are, like, they call them hero props. They're... More details than you would have seen in the movie. They look exactly like it, right? And they're still very expensive, but that I I can afford those. I would rather have the original. Well, I would rather yes. go for one that I can't, was actually in the movie. I can't afford it. I right. Let's move along. I'm done with props. You're done with props. All right. Moving on to uh, girly stuff, because uh, we we were very man centric here with Star Wars kind of stuff. There's a lot of testosterone. There in There is. Room. Let's, let's, can let's, you smell it? Let's start. Gotta little... include the ladies. Yeah. yeah. Let's start with Barbies, because uh, Barbies. The original Barbies are, are worth a heck of a lot of money, just like the G.I. Joes. They uh, said Barbie would never sell, and, and uh, I think the woman who did that, she was one of the owners of Mattel, and she brought that to her husband, and I think they named it after their daughter, Barbara. Yeah, and then you've got other little things off. like Little Polly Pockets and Holly Hobbies and all sorts of different... My Little Pony. My Little Pony, which not only ladies anymore, Yeah, but that guys. was big, and then it was nothing, and then they brought yeah. it back, Well, right? they brought it back, the cartoon came back, and now we have guys who are called bronies who no. collect My Little Pony. No. Yes. Uh, I believe you. Jewelry, swatches were big. Sw- yeah, the plastic yeah. watches. The little plastic watches were See, were I, I collect fossil watches, which are collectible. They're reasonably priced. And they're nice watches, and they pump them out like uh, nobody's business. Yeah. Got a bunch of those. Pez. Pez dispensers. Oh, you're right. Those are still big. They still are. Big. That was the, uh, the inspiration for eBay. Are you serious? Oh, really? was, yeah. A woman who was uh, who was the head of eBay, she was, is a Pez collector. And she turned to a, a friend who was a programmer and said, I wish I had a place on the internet where we can just trade and buy and swap Pez Oh, that's very cool. I just acquired uh, a 60s Batman with the cape. I hope it's legitimate. I got it on eBay. I think I got it for a reasonable price, but I wanted that thing for so well, long. I can see that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, uh, that, that's a big surprise. Happy Meal Toys. There are people out there who collect Happy Meal Toys. That's new. Yeah. That's yeah, new over the, over the past uh, 10 to 15 years, okay. seen and, as an actual uh, it, a, a collectible with it, value. In, in, the, in the plastic bag and everything. They don't, because not, never open. Because they're... 
Music. Musical autographs, instruments, records. You, you mentioned you have a friend that collects guitars. Collects guitars, Fenders and Gibsons, and uh, vintage stuff. Not only that, he actually loans them out to mu movies. Oh, that's cool. When they need a vintage one. But yeah. See, I like when people display their instruments, mm -hmm. not keep them in cases. They on a, on a wall, they look beautiful. Well, he also restores them and has fun re doing that as well, restoring right. them back to the way and, they were. And I, honestly, music is actually a universal uh, uh, item for collecting. Everybody yeah. collects something. Records. Everybody collects something, whether they want to uh, admit it or not. And music's more than likely going to be the thing. That or they, they don't collect. even think that they they're, don't collecting. Think they're collecting. It, they just have stuff they like. Right. They like music, so they're going to buy more of that artist or more of music Correct. like that, that artist in well, that same course, genre. Of course, there's more That's collecting. But back in the day, it was just records and stuff. Yeah. Right. Now you have the action figures of the musician and the and posters, right? And you can also collect a specific media of the music. Are eight track I'm, tapes worth anything? Eight track tapes. Are there people that collect are, them? Eight track tapes are a great kitschy way of, of collecting music. Yeah, the, the best way not to be able to listen existed, to a whole song. Right, they only existed <laughs> in, in a certain time period and they're not making them anymore. Bad technology, like Betamax. <laughs> uh, records, though, are, are, are coming back. They're, people are putting out albums on vinyl. You're right. So vinyl is on its way back. And it, I love seeing kids yeah. buying it. They're like, you know, they missed the boat. And they only knew digital. And they're reissuing some of the old stuff back in vinyl. You can buy Everything it out comes in the store now. back around. But I ain't right? paying $30 for, no, for, I'm not for either. the thing, either with the, something I bought for $1.99 or have Corvettes. Those... I'm not doing that. So. <laughs> K-Tel. Yeah, you have those, yeah. you're the purists that think the vinyl is more alive. And not cold. It's it, got the it pops, is, the hiss. It, yeah. I actually started doing a collection of, of antiquated analog media like that. Of course that. you did. Reel-to-reel uh, -reel kind of stuff and re things like that? Or? Actually, in, in more of the uh, in more of the, like the, uh, the toy line. There's okay. A, there's a lot of toys that incorporated sort of record technology. Yes. Yeah. And a lot oh, of stuff okay. is just lost. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Like you can go the back. The Metellophone. The Metellophone, yeah, right? Yeah. And the little Fisher-Price record. Oh, high fidelity though. But there were some <laughs> toys where you just slot, you slotted in these little plastic record discs into it. Oh, the sports ones. The sports ones. Instant it, replay. So some, that, most of yep. them are educational stuff. Do you remember that, Neil? Yeah. Instant yeah. replay. It was a yep. little box, and you got a little tiny record, and it would do a, a like a, a play or a call from sure. a famous sports event. Sure. Right. I love those. Uh, all that stuff's lost because no one's playing with no it. No one's so playing. All that, all yeah. that audio is lost. We're getting to the end of the show, but uh, something that's very important to me, and I want to hear you two talk about it, is legacies. I think that's very important. It's more of an emotional collection. Uh, for instance, uh, you're very close to your dad or your grandfather or something, and he dies and leaves you his Model A Ford or his gun collection, or it could be anything that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, do you just save it because it was given to you? Do you sell it or do you collect it because of how you feel? You know, which way do you For go? For example, mother-in-law has a Martin guitar. You would think a Martin guitar is worth a lot of money. It's not. It's not in good condition, but it was her guitar, and it's going to go to my son, and it's going to go from there so on forward. Down. It's going to get passed down. Uh, my my grandparents on my mother's side were the big collectors. In fact, my grandmother was a professional collector. She worked for a variety of museums. So that's hereditary. Oh, that's, that's you got cool. that. You got that funneled in. Yeah, that's right. That could and, be a. Her and she had some wonderful well, high-end collections. You know, things like Wedgwood. Uh, a, a wonderful book library. Oh, okay. uh, but the problem is, you know, my mother uh, inherited it all, and she had no sentimentality towards any of it. So a lot of it was sold off and is gone. Uh, I end up, I end up getting through that filter, the remnants. So I do have like a record collection from my grandmother. Sure. I'm not listening to it. 
I have an uneasy feeling of getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a connection to my grandmother who I well, love dearly. Yeah. I mean, you have the guilt, like, do I hang on to it because have, they were yeah. very important to me? Or I find out it's worth a million dollars and I could really use a million dollars. That and... And, like, what would she want? Then you have... That's a supposed thing. Like, would she want me to keep it or sell it and then give the money to the grandkids right. and or the same, keep it? same goes for the boxes and boxes of, of books that were her personal library that I have in my basement. Sell it all. It doesn't have value. It has no value. It's all emotional value. Right. It's emotional value. There's no real monetary value. So a lot of it will end up just on the curb. And I can't bring myself to do that. I have one shelf in in my house that I'm allowed to display anything that I hold true and dear in terms of collecting. It's a little corner curio cabinet. I've seen it. But didn't you have stuff in the basement I never did get to see? But the stuff in the basement nobody gets to see because it's just not a finished finished basement. It's a a pile of boxes and washer and dryer. You're unfriended. And... But that's all I get to display, you know, and, and I'm fine with that. Um, there is a responsibility if you're a collector, and that's something that I never – that's one of the reasons I don't collect. For example, you would think being a musician I would collect vintage guitars. Sure. Ukuleles. I don't, I don't want the responsibility of owning a vintage guitar because that means i got to keep it in good condition in a, you know – Really? And everything that's, that, an, that's enough because, to dissuade you? Yeah, because I well, when I was working, I wanted guitars that were sturdy and I can bang them and I, they would take for the a beating gigs. for the gigs and stuff like you're that. A musician. But I know musicians who take vintage instruments to the gig, and I I, I want to have a heart attack. So it's like it's, art. It, there comes a point with a collection where you are the temporary owner, owning it for the next generation to have. Yes, I have artwork like that inherited from my grandmother, mm-hmm. and I feel <laughs> I just I just keep it on you know safely out of sunlight because I know yeah. that it will be passed on to my children at some point. Okay, right. you got a legacy thing going there. Yeah, that's okay. true. Okay. Let, let me ask one last thing. The, what is the future of collecting? What, what's going to be hot over the next couple of years? What, what do you think is going to be the thing that, to collect? If I gave you $10,000 and said, here you go, buy a whole bunch of these things, is there anything what, you would What do you mean if? Give me the $10,000 yeah, and, and I'll let you know what no, I buy. No, this is a hypothetical. No, I honestly believe, I honestly believe that uh, collecting, physical collecting, uh, is, is actually a dying, a dying practice. Um, there are little Trotsky stuff that you buy. You know what's big? The vinyl, uh, vinyl collecting, vinyl figure collecting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's more I have an, some. It's more of an art the movement. The Funko. You're right. It's more of an art uh, object than a toy, an objet d'art. There they are up in the sure. wall there. Sure. And they, the are, they are these little figurines that are representative of, of properties and characters that you that you know well. That seems to be the most current thing. Whether that's going to have legs 25 years from now, I have no idea. Mm. Um, honestly, uh, my collecting uh, expertise, I cut it off sort of at, at uh, 1990. It's collecting is, essentially, collecting is a generational thing after baby boom kind of leaves the planet. That's it. I we're, think we're, it's not going to be in. as big. But uh, for me personally, as a collector, uh, you kind of have two camps. One that does it for financial gain and one that does it for emotional personal i will always collect for as long as i collect for the emotional impact not for money just collect things i like and, pe- the only and people will always do that for whatever they you know sure want. but, I, but, but uh, there's I no way but that. there is no way to predict that apparently we can't no, no i don't think so I do. no well that's accurate. it i want my ten thousand dollars back the, that's <laughs> it you're no you help blow, you blow it <laughs> i'm taking this money back you're no help Greg. yeah forget Neil. Yeah. Greg. Yes. So much to collect, so little time to collect it. I'm sure we missed something. We, we always do. Yep. Um, but we got a show. 
and a fine show it was. Did you have a good time, Greg? I had a great time. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. Thank so, you. Uh, thank you for being here. By the way, you, you you had a business, right? We did talk about the business. I forgot what the name of the business yeah, what, was that he had. What was the name of that? Oh, I sell those canvases on eBay under the name of Retro Art Stuff. Oh, that's the name. It was Retro Art, art Stuff. Stuff. Did I get that right? Retro Art Stuff. Here so, ladies go. and gentlemen, if you're looking for amazing art of your favorite uh, toy packaging and uh, cards from back in the day, look them up, and he has some amazing stuff for sale. Be adding more as time goes on. Uh, yep. sp speaking with art, we want to give a shout-out to a friend of ours. As well. I would definitely like to give out a shout-out to Bob Nicole, who uh, does the art for our show, free of charge. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Uh, he, the art you see when we post a show, 90% of the time is Bob's art, and he's done a lot of amazing things for us. He has his own advertising agency called Square Melon in New Jersey. So if you want some quirky, interesting, beautiful uh, work done for promotion, your company, your business, contact Square Melon. We'd love to hear from you folks. If you want to send us an email, our email is thejunkdrawerpc at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and interact with us there. Our host site is thejunkdrawerpc.podbean.com. But we're not only there, we're everywhere now. iTunes. iTunes. We're even on iTunes. And, and newly. Newly, we're on Twitter. Tweet, Fo tweet, tweet. Follow us on Twitter. Yes. We and uh, do you have junk drawer. We're, at, in, we're at, everywhere. At we're in your PC. face. Yeah, we're everywhere. So uh, love to hear from you. Tweet us. Send us. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Comment. Give us reviews on iTunes. All these wonderful, wonderful things. Love you, to hear from you. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, how come there's a junk drawer account on Grindr? <laughs> uh, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to go. <laughs> so, let us say goodbye. 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 goodbye.